Okay. You did it, DG. You made it. We were praying for you. Everybody was praying for you this morning. Thank you. I need those prayers. Part of the prayer revolution. It's it's so we're in such a vulnerable situation right now, isn't it? It's like, what are you going to do if your internet crashes, or what are you going to do if you're, you know, the other like the other day, um, you know, we have two computers in the house. I use one. My wife uses the other. And our our puppy chewed my wife's charger cord. And it was like, bro, it's done. It's frayed. And so like her, her computer died and it's like, I'm stuck. Like my computer is the only way I interact with the world at all. And what do I do? And it's like, okay, well, we can order it online. It's well, it'll take a month to get here because anything you order online, like takes a month these days to arrive. And so it's like, you know, it's like somebody just like sucks the air out of you. And it's like, you're totally at the whim of like Zoom, internet company you know what i mean it's like your phone company it's like it's so precarious and so you log on in the morning and it's like your internet connection is not working it's like what so anyways we all all know that if our internet connection is ever not working we know that we have our prayer connection we know that beyond all internet connections we can stay connected (laughs) i just said i set you up for that that was like a soft that was like a softball i just lobbed into your plate you just that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You awesome. guys. Jeff, super, you're looking sharp over there. Super grateful to be with you guys today. And, and uh, yeah, and honored to, um, yeah, honored to be able to pray with you each morning. So, yeah. Just, just a reminder how vulnerable our situation in the material world is. The internet connection can go out at any moment. And, and that is, uh, yeah, that's just one, one very, uh, yeah, surface vulnerability, right? So much, so, so much vulnerability we're seeing. I'm freaking out. Vera's like, it's not really that big of a deal, bro. Well, I, I, it's, I, I know the feeling. I, 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 can, I can relate. I can relate to the feeling of, of wanting to, yeah, you're, you're providing service and connection. And, and it's also something that you and I have been doing every day. So you want to, yeah, you want to show up. And you've got such a dutiful nature, too. So that is, that is natural. I think that is natural. There was something that uh, last night I spoke, I had two conversations and they're inspiring, um, just a, a mood. And, and so I'll share a prayer from my heart this morning. I spoke to a doctor last night mm. who mm. is uh, on the front lines and is, a, um, is, is in the ER basically and is seeing a lot of COVID patients. And hearing him speak, he's a, he's a spiritual uh, practitioner, practitioner of bhakti yoga. And hearing him speak and share his life experience, I, I literally felt like I was, I was hearing like the doctor version of Arjuna with Krishna mm. in the Bhagavad Gita. Because he said, you know, it's amazing. He said, I, I'm going into the circumstance every single day and I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can materially to stay fit, and to stay healthy and to stay clean and safe, like taking all those precautions. He said, um, he said I, I really feel completely fearless. Mm. that I really like I, I can't like I, I don't feel any fear in my mind or my heart when I go into to work every day and mm. and so you know I, I was just listening to him and I'm saying wow it's like that's incredible and he said yeah he said he said I don't you know I, he said, I, I know that um, I'm being protected and he said I know that mm. even if I was to get sick that that's also I'm being protected. And he's like, mm. and I know that I, I, only reason that I have this job, that was also I was being protected. And he's like, I just can see my whole life, no matter what's happened, like I've always been protected, no matter what the challenge has been, the difficulty has mm. been, or 
the, the fearful kind of circumstance has been. And so that, that fearlessness was so, you know, what we talked about a little bit yesterday was so mm. inspiring. And, uh, and then also talking to my mom yesterday. Oh, your mom. Your mom, is a, mom. your mom is a badass. You're, my mom's a badass. We, we learned that from previous badass. episodes. Yes, definitely. I'm trying to get her on the live. Trying to get, oh, my get God. Her, get her to if tune in. Everybody's eyes just shut up. Let's get you. Let's get your mom's going to be our first special guest. Yeah, that's what I was. I was thinking that could be fun. Yeah, she's amazing. She's such a warrior. And I was talking to her yesterday and we just had such a beautiful moment of, uh, of, of shared appreciation for each other. And it was kind of like something that we just had never had at that mm. level in our life. And, and she just went on this, like, she was just so inspired. She was just sharing about gratitude and, you know, and, and so I, I, I won't go into the, the details. Um, it was such an inspiring conversation. Mm. It was a heart moving conversation and um, it's perfect uh, medicine for both of our hearts. And yeah. So just in those moods, in that mood of fearlessness, and that mood of gratitude, I'm just going to share a prayer from my heart today with you guys. Okay, we're ready. Yeah. Those of us that are uh, not familiar with prayer, find a comfortable seat or standing position wherever you're at right now. Just pause. Whatever you're doing, any of your external activities, close your eyes, Find that comfortable seat, start to breathe, nice deep inhales and exhales, and soften into receiving. Right now, the practice of prayer is to connect our individual self, our individual mind, body, spirit with the Lord, with the divine self. Just through these heartfelt prayers, these heartfelt words, just digging in actually with the intention to reconnect, to relink our individual consciousness with our source, with, with our beloved Lord, that we are able to cross beyond any boundaries, any barriers that we think may exist materially. And we're actually able to reconnect. That's what's happening. That's, that's what's revealed in so many different traditions, so many different faiths, that we're actually able to connect with our source. And that's what's happening right now in these moments as we soften in and we, we open up to that reality open up with that intention. My prayer today is, my dear Lord, please make us fearless and help us to see every single moment of our life with gratitude. Help us to see that it's your hand that is moving us. It's your hand that is creating circumstance around us. And that through trusting you with gratitude, that these experiences are happening for me. They're happening actually to illuminate my consciousness, to help me to move off of the material platform and to reconnect spiritually, reconnect to that eternal relationship that we have, to be able to see with those eyes, to be able to see with that heart, make us fearless. Being able to see with those eyes and with that heart, let us move through our life with courage, with compassion, seeing every single moment in our life as an opportunity for service. It's an opportunity to remember that we are unbreakable spirit souls, that we are the captains of our ship, that no matter what is taking place outside of us, that we have a responsibility to stay connected. We have a responsibility to remember that this moment in my life is happening for me. It can be so intense, my Lord. Moments in our life can be bewildering, can be confusing. But help us in those moments to feel fearless 
and to have faith and to trust that you have us on the path and you have us exactly where you want us to be. You're putting us in a position so that we can grow, so that our love, our service, our action can be without condition. It can come just from our soul. It can come as an offering of love for all the people we come into contact with. It can come ultimately as an offering of love to you. And that when we're seeing the beauty and the splendor of this world with our eyes, let us pray that we could have thousands of eyes. Let us pray that we could see that beauty and that splendor in the smiling faces of our friends and family, the smiling faces of a stranger. We can see the beauty of life itself, of how Mother Nature is sustaining us no matter what, is serving us selflessly, sustaining us. The beauty of a sunrise and a sunset, the beauty of Mother Nature, that we can see that with a million eyes. In gratitude, we see your splendor seeing just a spark of your splendor in everything that we perceive in this world. No matter whether we're facing darkness and challenge or we're seeing beauty and we're experiencing bliss in life, let us see you and let us be grateful for you in every moment, knowing that as we walk through that door of gratitude, we come back into connection with you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Speak it from the heart, lead him from the heart. Thank you so much for your, <clears throat> I, um, you mentioned fearless, being fearless. And I was thinking of this verse from Bhagavad Gita, but then I was thinking also of a, uh, a personal question. Um, wanted to check in with you about, you can ask me the same question, but it's, um, it's sometimes interesting just to think about what is it that I'm afraid of, you know? Like, what am I really afraid of? And sometimes we'll, you know, you ask those questions like, well, it's almost kind of like you can ask those questions like, what do you want? And it's like, or, and then you, you answer that question. It's like, well, why do you want that? This, well, why do you want that? You know what I mean? You kind of dig a little bit deeper to get at the heart of your fears even. Mm -hmm. And so, um, kind of personal question for you here. What, what, what does it mean for you to be fearless? What are, what are you afraid of? Great question. Um, I almost feel like flipping it back on you. Flip it. Flip it. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel that you, there, there's the right mango that's ready to come off of your tree. No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I thought that would be interesting to discuss, to get into. I'd love to hear. Probably, probably things we're afraid of is things that other people are afraid of at the end of the day. Yeah, I, totally. And, and I'd, I'd, love to, um, I'd love to hear what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I know so often and I've appreciated, you know, sometimes I listen back because you, you share so many things that are so inspiring when we're having a conversation that I want to I want to like reflect back on it. And I want to because it, like it hit my heart and like it inspired me to share something or feel more connected to God in a certain way. And so I was listening to a recording that we did yesterday and I was like, oh, wow, I talk a lot. And I was like, oh. Let me let me let me ask more questions and let me. That's what uh, I think me, about myself. I, think like, I gotta, I gotta shut up and give Vera some space to talk. So I love to. We yeah. Do what, are, what are what are you afraid of, DG? What are you feeling? Um, yeah. What are you feeling that you you come up against with fear in your life? 
We should do a vote in the show. Who talks more? We'll see. We'll do. A, we're going to do a poll. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I. I think I'm going to win that poll. Um, but uh, no, I mean it is is very very interesting. I, I, I was I was thinking all the way back because I, I grew up in a Roman Catholic family, and I went to church every Sunday, and I um, uh, always uh, personally I always had a belief in God. Um, and, uh, and although at a certain point I stopped going to church and I was, you know, I started to, I started to think a little bit more broader, like what, what is universal truth? I remember a, um, I've told this story before, but I, I was in a, it was in, I was in junior high and I remember the name of the teacher. His name was Mr. Jeans, um, Mr. Jeans. And, uh, he's a seventh or eighth grade history teacher. We were studying world religion in the class and, um, you know, religion, spirituality, it always fascinated, fascinated me, although kids my age were usually joking about it or goofing off in class. I took it seriously. And, uh, and I remember him saying, you know, he's, he's, I, don't, I have no idea what his religious or spiritual affiliation is, if he has any, but, you know, we were studying Christianity and Islam and Buddhism and Hinduism. And, you know, he said, you know, if the Christians are right, the rest of the world's in a lot of trouble. And I was like, Okay, I don't know if I agree with that, but it sounds like it makes sense. And he said, if the, if the Muslims are right, the Christians and the rest of the world are in a lot of trouble. And he said, if this group is right, then the rest of the world's in a lot of trouble. You know, like we're right and everyone else is wrong. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, and it was the first time in my life where I really started to step out of like, I started to ask the question, what if I was just born in the wrong family? What if I was born in the wrong religion? And everything, all my views, everything I'm adopting is simply because I was born in a Southern Baptist family, or I was born in a Buddhist family, or I was born in a Muslim family, and that's just how I was raised. Was I just born in the wrong country? You know? What about the people who were born, you know? So I started to really, that doesn't make any sense. So I really started to pan out and uh, became more of like an agnostic, like believing in God or something, but not sure what it is or what to call it. And I remember at that time, like, I really was just like, I had no spiritual guides. I had no spiritual literature, like to, you know, I couldn't Google anything, you know what I mean? Or, um, and so it was like the late nineties. And, and uh, I just remember believing in God super intensely, but just wondering if like God knew who I was, you know what I mean? Or like, what happens when I die? Am I just going to be forgotten or like rolled over by time? And I think it was that like primal fear of being forgotten, you know, that fear of being looked over, that fear of kind of being left out. Mm -hmm. And I think that in any fear that I acknowledge of myself today, I think it relates back to that fear of sort of being nobody mm -hmm. to anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so whether it's embarrassing myself, saying something stupid, losing followers, blah, 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 not having money, whatever fear it might end up being, I think it ultimately goes back to some like core fear of, of, um, of, of not being loved, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Hearing like that, it's, uh, that, that it's a fear of, of, yeah, like that it's, not being loved, that not being valued, that not being important, that, that not having meaning, you know, that just kind of being like a, a dot in an equation. Yeah, you know, and I think that um, what I'm hearing from you as, you as you're praying 
and that connection, that fearless. I think what comes from, you know what I mean? My, my, um, my, my cousin was sharing this. I have an older cousin who's kind of like a sister to me. And, uh, you know, she's uh, like, just developed a lot of life wisdom and truth over the years. And, and she said, she talked about herself growing up because I, I had a strong, my, my immediate nuclear family, my mom, my dad had a broken family, but my extended family with my, my mother's side was very strong many aunts and uncles and cousins. So this aunt, um, she had two brothers and her mom and her dad, they stayed together with a strong family. And uh, their last name was Marini. They grew up in Italian. So I had all Mar Bartoloni, Marini, Depinto, all my family names. And so um, she said that what she knew growing up is at the end of the day, she had her family bubble where she always knew she was safe and accepted and could be. It was her little Marini bubble. Um, and so whatever happened at school, whatever happened at, um, you know, whatever social relationship, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, et cetera, she always knew that like at home, there was a place to belong and a place to be in a place where there was love, you know? Mm. And she was telling that to me, she was actually giving myself to my, to my wife and I, um, like advice for our family. She's like, you have to create that for yourself now mm. because the rest of the world may eat you up. The world may eat you up, but now you have a new, you have a new bubble that you're creating. And mm -hmm. she was saying, even, even with me, even with your extended family, like you may get pressures, come visit for Christmas or this and that. It's like, you have to put, you have to determine who's your number one, who you're putting first, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I think that that, she said that confidence in her allowed her to go out into the world and deal with the everyday challenges of life, uh, whether it was school or social, et cetera. And I think that, that, spirituality or that kind of concept of a prayer revolution is like how am I think that's spiritual fearlessness is that I'm recognizing that um, like like for the this verse that I was thinking about in the Bhagavad Gita it's chapter 4 verse 10 Krishna saying to Arjuna being freed from attachment fear and anger being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me Many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me, it's Krishna speaking, and thus they all attained transcendental love for me. So he's kind of juxtaposing those two things, becoming a free from attachment, fear, and anger, which go together. It's like, I have fear of losing out in the material world, and therefore I'm going to attach myself to the things that, I'm going to, that, that I want to bring me that, that feeling of love and contentment. And then I get angry because those things either don't fulfill on their promise or I lose them or they're taken away. And so I get angry. Mm -hmm. I think this person is meant to fulfill me in life and now they got sick and they died and I'm angry about it or whatever it might be. And so, but I can let go of that fear, that attachment and that anger when I become absorbed in Krishna, when I become mm -hmm. absorbed in a higher power, when I allow, when I invite God into my life in a real intangible way. And then therefore we see that fear kind of, starts to lose grip on us because, because I'm recognizing that what I'm afraid of losing can never, is, is, what I'm afraid of losing is part of my being. Mm -hmm. It cannot be taken away. Mm -hmm. I, can only, I can only forget it. Mm -hmm. I can only forget that it's there. I don't lose it. I just forget that I have it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just was thinking that for ourselves and for all of us out there, a little daily meditation or exercise is that like, because you brought up fearlessness to really think, what am I really afraid of? Mm -hmm. When I get, when I experience anxiety or, you know, when I experience a panic attack, when I feel it's worried, it's like, 
what am I really worried about? Um, and, and usually what we're worried about, like anger, they say is a very surface level emotion. And I think that fear also can be a very surface level emotion in a sense, like there's something usually much deeper than what I'm aware of. I'm angry because this, that. Well, actually, you're probably angry because something much deeper. It's triggering something in you that is a much, much bigger uh, anger. Mm-hmm. And so if you're I'm afraid of something superficial, I'm afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid of this person's going to break up with me. I'm afraid that I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. Mm. Well, what are you really afraid of? I'm afraid of loneliness. I'm afraid of being forgotten. I'm afraid that I don't have value and I'm going to have Mm. love. And then Mm. kind of, I think when we can be reminded of that, we can approach the world with confidence and that Mm. allows us to be our best self. And then somehow miraculously, and I'll shut up now because I think I took the whole time. No way, come on, come on. Is that I think miraculously when when we have that confidence, things fall into place. Things fall into place in life in a way that we never might've imagined. And so I just think that um, we can start to just slow. It's, it's, and it's not an immediate thing. It takes time. Mm-hmm. But I think that we can slowly realize that actually, actually, it's true. There's nothing to be really afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm hearing you, you really talking about walking toward it. You know, that it's, yes. like, hey, like, let, let's, let's actually walk toward it consciously, you know, mm. like, okay, I, 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 we do gratitude journals, right? Like, what about like, what am I afraid of journals, you know, your journals, um, right, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to exercise this gratitude, you know, but if, if really, I'm being run by fear, then I'm never actually really coming, I'm never really walking through that door of gratitude, you know, mm. so how powerful is it to, actually look at that and, and and actually kind of like yeah it's like well those are some scary shadows those are some scary feelings but okay as i dig a little bit deeper like i'm actually coming into contact with mm. something so much so actually so much more real and actually probably so much more scary you know what the the to really feel that we're meaningless you know to, mm. to feel that our life is meaningless to feel that we are um that we have no intrinsic value to feel that, you know, that, you know, that this life, you know, that there's no real purpose and meaning behind it. You know, that's a, that's a very confronting, you know, feeling. And, mm. and so I'm hearing you and, and I, I always appreciate you bringing it in. It's like, let's walk toward it together, right? Like, let's, let's walk toward it. Let's gain that insight in our own life. Like, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Mm. Like, let's, let's dance with that you know, let's be with that. Yeah. Let's not separate that, you know, and, and the prayers that I've been reading and, you know, reflecting on is like the, the beauty and the splendor of this world and the fear and the darkness of this world. Like, let's not separate that from our relationship with God, you know, mm. that, okay, like, let me, let me tell, you know, God, or let me reflect and, you know, meditate on how, how, what I'm grateful for. And let me express that gratitude. You know, let me share that gratitude with, with the people and, and, and mm. the ways that I, that I write it. Let me actually share it. Let it not just mm. stay in a book, but let it be something that actually becomes an offering of love that fulfills me. And then also when I'm writing down what I'm afraid of, what I'm fearful of, let it not just stay in a book but let me engage with that, with prayer, Mm. you know, let me connect that back to my higher power and let me, you know, reach out to my friends and reach out to people who I may be able to trust 
to be able to explore those fears, which mm. can be pretty scary. They can be really scary, you know? And Terrible. when we, when we shine light on them, like in this type of setting, when we shine light on them and we talk to them, like it can, like with, with you and me right now, like I feel a lightness around fear, mm. you know, like I feel like a courage around fear. I feel like, wow, fear is like actually like this catalyst for transformation. Fear is like this, this powerful energy that is either like, sucking me down into a dark hole or like becoming this transformative power that helps me to move through any challenge and difficulty in my life staying connected to the divine and so feeling mm. that like okay when i'm with you i feel that you know and when mm. i'm with a coach i feel that when i'm with a teacher i feel that when i'm with a trusted friend i feel that you know the vulnerability is mm. intense maybe the tears come or the the, the shutting down or the, you know, the, the fear of, of even exploring our fears, right? Mm. Being judged or feeling, you know, the, our own feelings of judgment and shame yeah. around it. But to, you know, to actually, you know, to see, okay, how do I bring, how do I bring my fear into the light? You know, so it actually can yeah. become a catalyst. And, and so I'm seeing that with you right now that for us to do it on our own is, is always, it's, that's not the equation. The equation isn't to do it mm. on our own. Yeah. The equation is bring our higher power in and bring in a friend that actually oftentimes when we don't feel connected to our higher power, we don't feel connected to Krishna, that our friend, they're a representative. Our friend that yeah. holds us with love and with empathy, that holds us in compassion, that holds us with grace, you know, that allows for us to walk through our fears that friend, that person in our life can be an instrument of that compassion, that, that, that grace. And so mm. I'm seeing um, what, you, what you're bringing out right now is, is so, it's just so powerful and it's inspiring me. Mm. You know, I, I'm always telling people, let's get the gratitude journal going. I'm like, man, let's get the fear journal going. This sounds like there's some start, rocket fuel there. There's some Start some your fear journal. That's our title of today, Bryn. That's the title of today's episode. Start <laughs> your fear journal. Yeah. Beautiful. I was, um, I um, Alfred Hitchcock, which I don't know if anybody remembers Alfred Hitchcock. He was a he's like he was like the original like um, horror story writer movies, and so he was famous for his um, he would write you know just scary films and, and shows. And he said um, so he you know he's he's the master of terror, and uh, he said there is no terror in the bang, only in the anticipation of it. Mm. And so the, the idea was like, you know, whatever monster or big thing you think of in a movie, really once it happens, like boom, or, you know, the monster comes out of the closet, it's like, oh, it's not that scary. But the anticipation, the buildup, like someone's walking across the, across, the, you know, turning around the corner and there's someone outside the window and you don't, and like, you're just worried. So like the buildup of the anticipation of the terror is more frightening than the actual terror itself. And I think that's the idea of like a, like a, like a fear journal. It's like, what am I really afraid of? And actually the thing itself isn't worth worrying over, but I can get myself so worked up on it. So that's what I think you mean is that there's no terror in the bang, only in the anticipation of it. And I'll share, I'll share a last, oh my God, we got Kastuba online. Welcome Kastuba G. We're just thinking about you all the time. We're just about to, we're just about to wrap up. But, um, and, uh, and, uh, um, I'll tell a, I tell a, a story. Um, it's embarrassing, but uh, my wife can vouch for this. Is that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely I'm a person I'm genuinely I'm scared of the dark. You know, I mean, I'm a person who doesn't like to be in the dark, but I'm only scared of being in the dark alone. Mm. 
Like if I, there's another person with me in the dark, I'm not afraid. But I, I, I hate being in a dark room or, or, or the idea of like walking through the forest alone in the night. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I don't, I could never do it. You know what I mean? I used to be afraid at night taking the garbage out because I have to go outside and around like the side of the house, you know, my wife's saying a hundred percent true. And so, but the idea of like, but being alone and being alone in the dark is terrifying, mm -hmm. but having somebody else for some reason, the same fear is not there for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to like recognizing that we're never really alone and we always have that person with us. A lot of people are shared. They're scared of the dark. I don't know if they're being truthful or they're just trying to make me not feel bad, but I appreciate the love either way. Thank you. <laughs> so anyways we're gonna start our fear journals we're gonna know that we're never alone and um just because he was you want to say something here i can what's on your mind yeah just just you're you're taking such a beautiful analogy into our life as we're as we are exploring what we're afraid of you know and and bringing god into the center of our life and bringing our our friends right we've mm. spoken about sadhus and teachers and mentors and guides and you know that we bring, let's walk together, that there are going to be those dark times in life, you know, and, and when we know, you know, okay, we find ourselves in, in the woods, we still have the ability to call out, you know, we have the ability to call out to a friend, the ability to call out to a loved one, to a guide, to a mentor, whoever that is at that time, that's, that's our responsibility, you know, that, yeah. okay, this fear is, is daunting, this fear makes me forget God. And so, let me reach out and then let me bring that light into my life with a, with a friend, with a mentor, with a guy. Let me bring that light into my life so that I can feel connected. I can walk through that, walk through that forest, that dense forest of this material life and walk through it with, yeah. with uh, fearlessness. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Lots of comments and things coming in. AJ said, it's, it's, I'm a, I don't mind being with other person because it's because I know I can use them as a human shield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exposed. Um, but, uh, just two quick more shout outs. Um, if you want to, if you want to just have your own personal time to reflect on this in your fear journal, read Bhagavad Gita chapter four, verse 10, Bhagavad Gita four, verse 10. It's a beautiful verse and a beautiful commentary. You can check that out on, on database, or if you have a copy of the Bhagavad Gita verse four, chapter 10. Also our good friend Kastuba was here. Kastuba also has a daily morning yoga podcast with our good friend and teacher Raghunath, wisdom of the sages. Um, you can mm -hmm. find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, please check them out. They're chock full of spiritual wisdom, humor, guidance, um, and uh, there's a lot going on there. So uh, I don't know if you're still online with the Kasubas, but it was it was inspiring to see you here for just a quick second. And I hope that all of our listeners can check you out as well. Um, we'll be here same time, same place tomorrow, um, every day. We've been doing this every day. We're like, it's like. This is episode 24 or something. I don't know. We're, we're, we're rolling with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So love you, love you guys. Start your fear journal and uh, we'll check in with you tomorrow, right? Sounds good, brother. All right. Love you. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day.